It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, it's time to dive into a very important conversation about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Is it time for a new arena in OKC? What does it mean as the fallout from Mayor Dave Holt's State of the Union address continues? What's the future look like for the Thunder in OKC? What does it look like in the Paycom Center? And what all you should know about a possible new stadium in Oklahoma City? All that and more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. The Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter, at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the possibility of the Oklahoma City Thunder getting a new arena, the fallout from that, why now for the Thunder and the OKC government, what that means long-term for the organization, for the fan base, for the city, and much more. Now, this is obviously a conversation no one likes to have. You, of course, prefer to talk basketball 24-7 and just relish in the fact that the Thunder have an NBA, you know, the the Oklahoma City has an NBA team and everything. But on this podcast, I'm going to take you through the Thunder's need for a new arena. What's wrong with the Paycom Center? Why this conversation is coming up now? Of you know, all for every you know, time you could have brought this up, why now? And then why would the Thunder voters vote for you know taxpayers helping fund the stadium, and why they'd vote against taxpayers funding the stadium? Plus, what I think will happen with this whole scenario. So buckle up. It'll be a very wild ride, but the bottom line is the thunder need a new arena and mayor Dave Holt had his state of the city address. And in that um, he mentioned that the maps for project is put on pause for now, which would have created, um, you know, recreated thunder alley and made it bigger and better. Uh, If you don't remember thunder alley, it was, you know, that strip of, road that had that, that uh, has all this entertainment and they were going to make it big kind of think the deer district kind of something like that, where it would be an outside portion of the stadium where you could just have fun, watch the game on a big screen or have live music or restaurants or whatever, something like you see on television with the deer district or um, Jurassic park in Toronto, stuff like that for the outside aspect of Paycom center also included in the maps for thing 
was a better scoreboard, um, new seating, and I believe elevator upgrades, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, the, the the part that's put on pause is Thunder Alley, making it, you know, recreating it, having it in a bigger capacity, a more official capacity, and just kind of, I, I think, modeling it after what we see around the NBA. You also mentioned that the city government and the Thunder organization are actively engaging in talks about a new arena and and then the thunder did exercise their um, extension of the lease for the city and the organization, which was signed back of course in 2008. It's, it's extended now uh, through the 2025, 26 NBA season without the thunder agreeing to extend, you know, picking up their option on that almost like a team player option, obviously without the thunder picking up their own option on that to extend this lease. uh, It would have expired after the season. So uh, it was great that they did that. Uh, for the city and everything that buys them more time in this discussion. The big question that you're probably having right now is what's wrong with the Paycom Center? Why not just upgrade the center that you're in right now? The Thunder have already invested $190 million into that arena. And, and by the Thunder, I mean, of course, Oklahoma City, you know, the government thing, you know, everyone involved, right? $190 million have already been pumped into the arena. And that arena is the smallest arena in the NBA per square foot. I, I believe that there is, of course, confusion on this. It's the smallest arena by square foot, but technically the, you know, the capacity, I believe, is like 21st or whatever. But per square footage, it is the smallest arena. And that $190 million figure only compares to the New Orleans Pelicans. Everyone else, of course, invests and has a lot more at stake in the arena. The Clipper Stadium, for example, is $2 billion. The Clipper Stadium is under construction to help them move out of Staples Center, that's $2 billion. Uh, Mayor Hull also points out that the, the arena is 21 years old. It can legally drink, as a side note. Holt points out that if you excuse Madison Square Garden out of this conversation, that 21 years old is the average age of NBA arenas. So the burning question, apart from the Paycom Center, is why now? And that's what everyone is going to seize on and focus on. Why now? Look, the timing of this is dictated by the lease between the city and the organization. Nothing else is relevant. That lease, of course, runs through the 25-26 NBA season, as we mentioned before. That's all that matters. You can wipe your hands of anything else. You can wipe your hands of tanking, of the win-loss record, of the attendance figures. Those don't matter. Those have never and will never drive a team away from their current location. The only thing that's ever driven a team out of the city that they play in is stadium issues. That's it. It's how the Thunder got a team in Oklahoma City. Seattle sold it to Clay Bennett. They didn't build him a new stadium. Brings us down here. Simple as can be. Again, Holt said that the Thunder exercised an option uh, to attach three more years on the extension. You know, to attach three more years, I should say, on the lease because it could have ran out after this next season to attach those three years to go through the 2025-26 NBA season. He did that, you know, they did that because it gives them more time to have this dialogue and figure out the stadium issues. You have to also remember, whenever we're freaking out about why now, this is an active dialogue that's starting. You can't just make a stadium tomorrow. We've made a ton of advancements in the architectural world. Now, I'm making that assumption. I don't truly know that, but work with me here. I would imagine we made a ton of leaps in that field like we have in every other field since 2002 or whenever you want to go back to. But you still can't pop up a stadium 
the next day. You just can't. And let me tell you something else. If Steve Ballmer can't pop up a, pop up a stadium in the next day, Oklahoma City can't either. So this, the point of that is you can't look at it from this, from this, from a point of view of what's the current real time state of the world. What's the current real time state of the thunder. You can't look at it that way because this isn't a dialogue. This is the infant stages of getting a new stadium. He mentioned that, you know, the, the convention hall convention center that he was giving this speech at took 12 years after the vote 12 years after the vote to approve the, 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 the 12 years after the vote to approve. It took 12 years after that mark to erect the uh, convention center. So this cannot happen overnight, right? They voted on that convention center and it took 12 years to build. That's how slow working this process is. Now, again, we've made advancements. I think that we can get it done faster than vote happening and then waiting 12 more years, but it's still going to take time. So the question of why now is simply answered by being forward thinking, planning, figuring things out. This is what you have to do, especially in a small market, to keep an NBA team. This is what you have to do in a small market to keep yourself legitimate. You have to be forward thinking. You have to be willing to engage in these conversations and you have to accept reality. And we'll talk about that reality coming up. But again, just know before we head into this larger conversation about what the Thunder should do, what the city should do, what the taxpayer should do, what the voters should do. Just know that this is the beginning stages of a dialogue and this is going to take years upon years upon years to get finalized and to get complete and to have a sol- have a solution and resolution. And we'll talk about what those two resolutions might be coming up and, and how each, you know, kind of fallout happens and, and, and how the dominoes may fall. We'll talk about all that coming up. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Folks, it's so simple. It's so easy to just go to their website, type LOCK15, get 15% off. And I tell you what, it truly does taste like a candy bar, but it's a protein bar. It's great pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement or a snack. Make sure you check it out today. My personal favorite flavor is cookies and cream. I absolutely love it. You can try out all their delicious flavors for low-calorie, high-protein, everything you need. It's great on whatever lifestyle you are on, uh, whether that be keto or paleo or any other diet or just simply a a great snack that's very filling and great after workout. So check it out today, built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. 
I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, we're talking about the new arena and the fallout from that. So we've answered the question, why now and what's wrong with the Paycom Center? The next big question is, why would we vote to pay these people our billionaires? Like, this is a billion-dollar corporation. This is a billion-dollar entity. They're owned by wealthiest people in Oklahoma. Why would we pay to help them build a stadium? And the bottom line is, this ownership group has us in the palm of their hands. And that's not to say that Oklahomans are suckers. It's to say that in a small market, this is the sad reality. Because this ownership group can do one of two things. They can either fund all of it by themselves, or at least 90% of it, and look like absolute heroes and enhance their legendary Oklahoman status, or they can demand that taxpayers fund most, if not all of it. And if we do, great. OKC remains a legitimate city. They keep an NBA team and they continue upon their growth that they've seen an absurd amount of since 2008. If they vote to not help fund the stadium or even completely fund the stadium, that's fine too. Goodbye NBA. And you see where the city goes from there. A counter could be, what about Clay Bennett? He's an Oklahoma man. He loves Oklahoma. He's the driving force in getting them here. And he wants to keep his status in Oklahoma and his legacy in Oklahoma intact. That's all true. But he's also a businessman. He's also a billionaire. He's also going to do what makes the most financial sense. And if he does not directly want to move the team and be the poster child for moving the team, he does not want directly to be the repercussions of that, well, then he can pull off the same song and dance that we got the thunder with. It's a different verse, but it's the same as the first. Clay Bennett sells the team for the estimated total of $1.6 billion. The net worth that the Thunder are right now in climbing. For reference, the Miami Marlins, who are you know, a mediocre at best baseball you know, kind of entity. It's not the Cubs. It's not the Yankees. The Miami Marlins sold for $1.2 billion in a far and away less relevant league. A less, a less kind of financially supportive league. And they sold for $1.2 billion. So I have a hard time believing by the, by the time Clay Bennett would hypothetically sell the team, they'd only be valued at $1.6 billion. That number is continuing to climb. But he sells the team and he promises Oklahomans that he sold it to somebody who promises they will not move the team, and yet we still do not fund a stadium, and thus said buyer moves the team to the countless other cities that are dying to have an NBA team. And I direct you no further than up the road in Kansas City, for example. Kansas City has Major League Baseball. They have the NFL. They are hosting the NFL Draft, a hub in the sports world. They're hosting the World Cup. That's how legitimate of a city Kansas City has turned into. They're hosting the World Cup, the biggest sporting event in the world, not the Super Bowl, it's the World Cup. They're hosting it in their city. You don't think that they would love to have an NBA team to further build upon their legitimacy. Of course they would. And that's just one example. There's countless cities who want an NBA team and who will line up to get the Thunder if put on the market and, of course, 
pull off the same thing that Clay Bennett pulled off with Seattle. He knew Seattle would not fund a stadium. They weren't doing it before. They weren't going to do it once he bought the team. He bought the team, quote-unquote, with the intention of keeping it in Seattle, even though he's from Oklahoma. Surprise, surprise. The ownership change does not change the voters' you know, feeling. They don't fund the stadium. Moves it down to Oklahoma the way he, was, he always wanted to. So even though Clay Bennett would not have to be the poster child for, for moving the team, he can still do it. He can still sell the team and, 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 and make up for all of this. So that's the sad reality. We need the NBA as a state more than the NBA needs us. This is, being a small market is a very unique relationship because Oklahoma City having the thunder impacts everyone. Everyone. It impacts the entire state. We as a state need the thunder more than the thunder need us. And thus you're put in this position where it can either work out in a sunshine and rainbow world where Clay Bennett pays for most of the stadium, if not all the stadium, and we're all dancing in the streets very happy, or he demands that we pay for most of it, if not all of it, if at least not a uh, half of it. And we have to do it. Because I am there with you. If you want to be noble and sit and say, well, screw that with inflation and the fact that sports are just silly, and I don't really care that much about basketball. Clay, but it's a billionaire. We should make him pay for the stadium. He's going to be the one raking in the money. He should pay for the stadium. I'm just fine sitting at the Paycom Center. You can have that opinion. I would grant you, of course, I would support you in that opinion. I would want you to have that opinion. But just know these are the consequences. I don't begrudge you for feeling that way, and I support you in feeling that way, if that's how you feel. But every decision has a consequence, and the consequence for beating the drum and saying, no, this is where I'm going to draw the line, this saying I'm not going to fund a stadium, that is perfectly fine to have. From a morale standpoint, from a you know city standpoint, from a simply a voter standpoint. But just know, if that's your stance, there's a good chance... Oklahoma City will no longer be an NBA city. Of course, we'll not be able to attract an NHL team because you don't got an arena to put them in. How'd Seattle get the Kraken? Yeah, they eventually came to their senses and funded a new stadium, got a new stadium, entered the Kraken in the NHL. And of course, you don't have the infrastructure for a major league baseball team, although it'd be very cool to see them play in Chickasaw Ballpark uh, whenever they do expand. So like, this is your shot. This is your shot to be a professional city, have a professional sports team in your city, in your state, and make yourself a global brand as the NBA is. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to be noble and say no? If Clay Bennett builds a stadium, great. If he doesn't move the team, I'm perfectly fine with that. And if that's your stance, again, I support you. But just know every decision, every vote has consequences. And the consequence of that is that, you know, you probably won't have an NBA team. So there it is. There's every layer of this onion presented to you. And now it's your choice. How do you feel? Let me know in the comment section, comment section down below or on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. How do you feel? Do you want to, if, if you had to decide right now, would you vote to pay for a stadium or fund a stadium? And how much would you do go? Would If he asked for 25%, is that okay? 50%, 75%, 100%. your line in that aspect as well? Would you do whatever it takes to keep the thunder here? 
And I'd again just say this last parting shot before we move into what I think will happen. When I say that the NBA needs, that we need the NBA more than the NBA needs us, I just would tell you, look around what the NBA's brought here, what's happened and coincided with us getting a professional sports league. It's not about wins and losses. It's not about you know going to the NBA Finals one time or countless trips to the Western Conference Finals or the Hall of Famers that have passed through the arena. Those are all great. But look what's happened in downtown OKC. Look what's been built because of the things, you know, because of the NBA being here. Look how much the city changed because of the NBA. A direct correlation to that. Look at the people who've passed by here. I mean, Russell Westbrook did a community event this summer, three, four, five weeks ago, to fund a court for you know Capitol Hill High School. If Russell Westbrook never plays here, look, he's not building courts in Kansas City, folks. Like, there are so many ripple effects to where and to show that the ownership group and the NBA have us where they want us. They can either be the heroes or demand that we fund the stadium and we're just kind of stuck. And that's the sad reality. Coming up, though, what do I think will happen with this whole saga and when do I think it'll happen on today's Locked on Thunder podcast? This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. What do I think will happen? I, I think that Oklahoma City voters and Oklahoma voters are going to vote that taxpayers help fund the stadium. I'm not sure the exact percentage marker it'll be. I don't think it'll be 100%, but I think that it'll be um, a good chunk of the stadium. And it will keep the Thunder here long term. You continue to see the city and the state grow and everyone is happy. This is this is the price of doing business. This is the price of keeping yourself to be a global major league city. And a price that I think is worth it. And that's just my opinion. And again, if your opinion is it's not worth it and make the billionaire pay, and if he doesn't pay, so what? I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. I think that you have every right to believe that. And I think that you're, of course, right. In an ideal world, I would want Clay Bennett to build 100% of the stadium. But again, it comes down to leverage. Just like everything else in life. We don't really have the leverage to say that, necessarily. 
that's up to Clay Bennett. If Clay Bennett wants to continue to have his mediocre rise to Oklahoma legendary status, then he'll do that and he'll become the hero. If he doesn't care about that and just cares about, you know, money, well then we'll be paying for a stadium. Either way, it's clear that Thunder A need a stadium, like they need one. So, you know, this isn't some made up thing, right? It's not some some kind of bad ask, right? So they need a stadium, and this is the price of doing business in a small market. What do you think? Let me know in the comment section below on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles or on the email address, lothunderpod.gmail.com. How are you feeling about the possibility of a new stadium? Uh, and maybe even if you're just having a good time and you're not somebody that's kind of up in arms about this, what are some amenities that you want to see in a new stadium? What would you like to see if, if, if we find out tomorrow that the Thunder win a new stadium? What would you like to implement? If you've been to other NBA stadiums around the league and you've seen something there that you think that the Thunder should add, what would that be for you? Personally, I like the Paycom Center. I, I think that there's nothing wrong with it uh, besides, you know, you don't want to have the oldest arena in the NBA. You don't want to, uh, you know, have some of the smallest capacity in the NBA, even if you sell out, of course. Uh, and, of course, you just need to improve your, you know, your stuff. But I do like the Paycom Center. I do see why on the surface level people would kind of turn their nose up at getting a new arena. But it does need improvement, and they have tried to innovate the Paycom Center. It's just time for a new arena. That's the bottom line. Um, every dog has its day, right? And, you know, this is just par for the course. But I, I'm for, you know, paying and passing the, you know, whatever legislation that they put in front of us to keep the thunder here. Uh, but I wonder what your what your opinion is on this whole ordeal uh, and again, it can be something as funny as, you know, what you want the new stadium to have or as serious as why or why not you would vote for or against the Thunder uh, getting a new stadium. So that'll do it for today's podcast. We're going to have another one talking about actual basketball coming up and talking about the summer league and games and stuff like that. But I did feel like this topic was important enough to try my best to you know, kind of make left and right of the situation for those of you out there who have been maybe confused about what's happening and try my best to clarify some things to the best of my ability, but I would encourage you to go and either listen to uh, David Merholtz state of the city address or read it. It's all online. Um, he tweeted out the link to it. I retweeted it. So you can go find out my Twitter account, um, his state of the city address. You can read it word for word, uh, especially if the thunder stuff, just type, you know, command F and uh, type in thunder and you'll see uh, the portions of which he's talking about the thunder organization in the NBA. So again, what do you think about it? And we'll talk to you. Tomorrow, on Lockdown Thunder, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.